And so we come to the last of our special reflections offered during the lockdowns of 2020. This was for the sixth Sunday after Trinity, and was offered as an online-only reflection. But hereafter, you will be hearing sermons which were at the very least offered in church, if not necessarily with a congregation. I'll tell you more about those as we get to them. Today's text is all about the parable of the wheat and the weeds. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher Samuel S. Thorpe. Hello and welcome to this reflection for the sixth Sunday of Trinity. My name is the Reverend Samuel Thorpe and I am the curate here in the Dis Team Ministry. Our Gospel reading today is taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, and I'm going to read it for you now. It's the parable of the weeds among the wheat. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of the fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. Some of you will have heard this story before, but I had a moment when I was young where we were at my grandparents' house, and my grandfather, my mum's father, was also a vicar, and he encouraged all of us to pray and to read our Bibles. Where I used to stay was in the study, filled with books, and I remember one morning I woke up before everybody else and I found one of his Bibles. And I just started reading through the Gospels. He came downstairs getting ready for breakfast and asked me what I was reading. 
I said, oh, I'm reading the Gospel of Luke, as I think it was. And he was like, oh, what are you noticing about it? What, what stands out to you? I said, well, Jesus seems to be a good teacher. And I don't always understand why people take his teachings and make them complicated. And this is something that's always stuck with me, this idea of Jesus as being a good teacher. He taught in parables and stories, not to be complicated and fancy, but rather so that anyone might be able to imagine what he's saying and be able to intuitively understand something of what's going on. Sometimes it's easier to explain with a story than it is to list a list of facts and logical deductions. I have once been in a church where I've heard a sermon on this very parable, where they only took the first half, the half where Jesus tells the story. And they then went on to explain it in great amounts of very rich and meaningful symbolism. And I was just sat there in the pews wondering, really? Because what they were saying didn't match what Jesus himself said. So what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to expand on here today? When in essence, we can just sit down and read the story, reflecting on the wheats and the weeds together. It might make us think of our own gardens, which I'm sure many of us have been working on during this lockdown. I know that Linnea sure has. We can imagine that. And then we can then read Jesus saying, well, the wheat and the good seed is the Christians, those who have received the faith, and the weeds are those planted by the enemy, the devil. He outlines it all quite straightforwardly, really. So what is the lesson for us today? Well, I think one lesson for us is this recognition that sometimes when good and bad things are present together, it's not always as straightforward as getting rid of the bad things. Sometimes we have to be patient, and that the good things can only be sifted out in a while later. And I think it would be easy for us to all acknowledge at the moment that there's a lot of difficulty happening in our lives, what with the lockdown and all of the disturbing news reports about the virus and various other forms of social unrest. But there's also good things. We've seen communities coming together. We've had people reaching out to one another by telephone that perhaps they haven't spoken to in years. I think that there's going to be a lot of good things for our communities coming out of a very difficult thing which we're experiencing together. Now, our other reading for today chimes in with this theme, and it's from Romans chapter 8. And Paul says that he considers the suffering of this present time not worth comparing with the glory that is about to be revealed to us. And I think that this is so true for us. 
It's dominated everything. It's really hard to find conversations which aren't based around lockdown and coronavirus and masks and isn't it terrible and when will churches be open? Understandably, it takes up a lot of our hearts and minds. But what's going on now is as nothing compared to what we will all experience when we join with Christ in eternal life. That's something for us to hold on to. And Paul goes further. He says the whole of creation is waiting with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. Creation is subjected to futility, not of its own will, but of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole of creation has been groaning in labour pains until now, not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption the redemption of our bodies. We groan because we miss being together. We miss our churches. We miss being able to receive the sacrament in Holy Communion. We miss that tangible presence of the building that reassures us that God is with us. And yes, we've been praying by ourselves very faithfully for our friends and all those we know for our church and for our bishops, and indeed for our politicians. But we have this sense of we're not there yet. We're not back to normal and we're not back really to the proper presence of God that we will experience in the new creation. It says that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory which is about to be revealed to us. And so in our sufferings, in our current situation, let us think about that glory which is to come, about what our hope is in. Because hope is not something which we can indulge in when things are good, when times are easy. But it's something that we must depend upon and be rooted within during times of difficulty. Jesus shares his story, the story of the wheat and the weeds. And some people get caught up on this idea of dividing the wheat and the weeds, which is a big detail. But what it's really about is the harvest, about the end times when God will gather us all into his barn. We have this image, but then, having made it through everything, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you will give us ears with which to listen. Ears which can hear beyond our current situations to hear the glimpses of your glory. Give us hope in these times, that we shall be comforted and rejoicing in the presence of your Son. And help us to long with all our hearts, along with all of creation, 
For that day when death shall be no more, when pain is but a memory, and when you wipe our tears away, as we rejoice, shining like the sun, in the eternal presence of your divine kingdom. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Do come back next week to join us for another reflection from Medis Team Ministry. And for more information on what's happening with our churches and when they will be opening up, please do check on the website. All of the latest information will be made available there. Thank you and God bless.